Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Bitcoin, it's an asset that not many investors fully understand. One Bitcoin currently equals 7,669 Singapore dollars. Today, we're looking at Stack, a local institutional-grade platform recently launched. It says it's Asia's first institutional-grade Bitcoin index fund and expects to capture 750 million US dollars in assets under management within 2020 and to surpass the $2 billion mark in 2021. We're joined by Matthew Dibb. He's co-founder of Stack. We're going to find out more about, well, what Stack's all about. Hi, Matthew. How are you this morning? Hi there. Thank you very much for having me. All right. So let's start with Bitcoin and how it's been performing in volatile times. Institutional or or even retail investors um, thought of Bitcoin as something to diversify their portfolios with. It has been one of the best performing assets in history since 2014. Really impressive returns. How is it doing with the current volatile economic environment? It's a good question. I think Bitcoin still holds a vast element of being non-correlated to the market. And I think in terms of that, we have to look, uh, we have to look at, at it over a period of a few years rather than a few weeks in this case. Now, you know, many look at it from a, the point of view as being what they would call a store of value. So taking, for example, gold, uh, which would be a safe haven asset. Now, Bitcoin right now isn't really sharing those attributes and and really neither is gold. Just in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the precious metals markets go down significantly. And Bitcoin has come off about uh, 20 to 30 percent in the last few weeks as well. So at the moment, what we're seeing is this sort of risk on risk off correlation more with the equities markets than it being detached. So this year we have seen it come off. However, if we look at, for example, just the last 12 months to this day, Bitcoin is still up roughly 35% uh, in that period. Well, as you say, Bitcoin fell around 32% over the last five days. I came across a metric that suggests that Bitcoin is trading at a relatively discounted price. Would you agree with that? I would. There's a few different reasons for that. I would say the largest would be the the mining economics of it. So when miners go to uh, extract Bitcoin, effectively, they have a cost to do that. And now the the cheapest cost for some of the largest miners right now is around 4,800 US dollars. And the current price of Bitcoin is just around, it's floating around 5,000. So if you look at the infrastructure and power costs, to extract that Bitcoin, it's really trading at fair value for the time being. All right, let's get a little closer to Stack and understand how it works. Why would an investor buy into Stack versus buying a Bitcoin since it's a single asset fund? Sure, it's a really good question. So buying into Bitcoin is actually quite still a convoluted process. Now, you know, the, 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 to, to give you a brief overview, essentially you'd have to sign up to an exchange which may be regulated or unregulated, mm-hmm. put in money in which you're going to t- uh, pay fiat onboarding costs of maybe 2 to 3%. Now, when it's on an exchange, the problem there is that that exchange actually owns the Bitcoin. Now, that becomes an issue when we've heard about over the last few, few years, these third-party hacks that occur, Mt. Gox being the largest one. And in that scenario, if a hack occurs on an exchange, you lose your Bitcoin. 
you never really owned it, but you lose any any entitlement to it. Mm-hmm. So what Stack does essentially is we purchase Bitcoin on behalf of accredited investors and put it into a fund. Now that tracks Bitcoin one for one, it's 100% physical. Now the difference here is that instead of you having to go through the process of setting up a hardware wallet and trying to learn for weeks at a time as to how to actually take that offline and secure it, mm-hmm. what we do is we put it with a custodian that provides 100% insurance on it. And we do all of this, we wrap that com- complicated process into one vehicle, which only charges 2.25% per annum, and there are no other costs involved. All right, so how, how do you mitigate against risk, or how do you, yes, how do you mitigate against risk with this fund? So what we do essentially, is, you're talking about, sorry, trading risk or security risk, storage well, risk? Well, I suppose the risk of Bitcoin falling, or is that just something that's built into buying the, into this fund? Sure. So this, the fund itself is a tracker. So the investors have the opportunity to really redeem weekly uh, from the fund. So if they go online and they, they click that they would like to um, they would like to redeem their funds and they're able to do that basically at a moment's notice. So it's really a beta tracker for now. And the, as I said, the real difference here is it's focused on security and transparency without having to do all the legwork yourself. Mm, with fees that are relatively cheaper than what you'd have to experience if you bought directly from an exchange? Absolutely. I mean, you're looking at anywhere between 4 to 6% from a normal exchange, as well as spread and transaction costs. And then in addition to that, you need to buy a hardware wallet, which will be a few hundred dollars and probably spend weeks figuring out how to use that. Right. Why is this a first for Asia? Why do you suppose this space uh, in terms of institutional grade infrastructure for Bitcoin hasn't been filled before? It's a really good question. Um, we, we've been quite surprised ourselves because the U.S. has been a first mover in this. And if we look comparably at, at really there's only one or two vehicles that are doing the same in the U.S., they have, they have over $2 billion in assets under management purely in Bitcoin. Now, no one has really tackled the Asian market as yet because most of it has been thriving from retail investors. Now, we haven't seen significant money up until maybe last year come into the market from Asia. And now we're seeing a lot of interest from venture capital firms, family offices, uh, and some institutions as well. So we're really at the cusp, we believe, of a lot of capital deployment into this sector. What do you see, Matthew, as some of the key themes that will drive investment in cryptocurrencies for this year? It's a pretty volatile time, so tough question. It really is. Look, I mean, Bitcoin, if we look at the history of Bitcoin, it was really created as what a lot of people would say is a hedge against political and global market risk. So we've seen many times over the last 10 years where the economy has been quite scared. Um, Look, for example, a good case would be Cyprus where, you know, half of their bank accounts were emptied out by the, the government and the central banks. Um, and, and, you know, Bitcoin in, in comparison was created to combat these types of things. So we're in a world right now where we're seeing basically negative interest rates, we're seeing equities fall, and central banks really throwing helicopter money um, out into most economies globally. So, you know, Bitcoin with a limited supply um, and a value which is quite detached from fiat, uh, we believe that's going to really be a driving demand for this asset class. 
How do you think Bitcoin is going to fare in the near short term with uh, the flood of liquidity, people looking at treasuries and the returns on that being so low? Many people preferring to hoard, thinking cash is the safest place to store value in. Yeah, look, I've got no doubt that in the short term, and I'm talking in, in the coming months, that we're still going to see this risk on risk off correlation. Mm. Um, Bitcoin will be more in tune with equities markets and gold, which is currently in the same boat than anything else. And that really comes down to a cash squeeze. So, mm. you know, people are trying to keep some dry powder right now. They're trying to hoard cash because they don't know what's going to happen. In saying that, we're still seeing a lot of liquidity in the market of Bitcoin as well. So contrary to popular belief, the derivatives market in, in options and futures trades tens of billions per day in Bitcoin. We've now seen the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, CME, and even the ICE enter the market and, and creating derivatives for that. So, you know, we are seeing a lot of liquidity, but in terms of the, sh- the short term, the next few months, I think we're going to continue seeing this volatility happen. In terms of uh, building a defensive portfolio, uh, what are you tracking in terms of the popularity of Bitcoin with respect to building a defensive portfolio? Yeah, so most of the most of the institutions and, and private wealth offices that we're talking to mm-hmm. generally work on a you know sixty forty equities bond sort of split, and so you know it's our job to go out there and educate what are the possibilities of having digital assets in your portfolio when you add a small allocation to that traditional portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at, for example, over the last few years, if you just had a sixty forty equities bonds portfolio. Um, you know, up until, I guess, before this downfall of a few weeks ago, you would be making roughly about 37% or so cumulatively. Now, if you add 5% of Bitcoin to that, you've then taken up the, the return performance to about 70%. So having that small allocation, although it might be between 1% to 5% as non-correlated returns, um, can really do well for, for your portfolio in the long term. What, what direction does Stack expect to head to within the next year or next couple of years? What are you looking for in terms of business strategy in the near future? Sure. So for us, you know, we create this platform to be essentially the first institutional grade platform in Asia. So for us, whilst we are very much focused on giving exposure to accredited investors and institutions and family offices, etc., our real goal is to be able to create a suite of different products within the digital assets market. So right now we are just Bitcoin, but very soon we may be a basket of different digital assets. In addition to that, we're also exploring a lot of opportunities for distribution of our product through different wealth management platforms, because really this is about giving the masses exposure to the digital asset market, particularly in Asia. And right now, anybody seeking to put in decent amount of money into this market are finding it very hard. So help us understand the thinking that went into deriving the minimum sum for investment. It's 100000 That's right, yeah. So realistically, we're looking at this is an accredited investor product. From our point of view, if someone is seeking to put in a few thousand dollars um, into a product, then they'll most likely be going to a retail platform. Um, you know, there's, there's various out there, even in Singapore, where they're able to get that exposure. Now, at a few thousand dollars, having custody and insurance by, for example, Lloyds of London doesn't really matter. But when you're talking about having $100,000 or a million dollars, that's when that really starts to matter. So for us, we've targeted this product at more so the high net worth segment 
that are looking to hold it for the long term. All right. I'm going to ask you a broader question. We've been asking all our analysts on this show with so much volatility. What do you say to you know investors? Is it a good time to participate in the market or sit back and wait it out? For Bitcoin, right, right now we'll be looking at a dollar cost averaging approach. This is essentially the lowest that we've seen in, well, since about 2018. So from our perspective, we believe that there's a lot of economic events that are coming up that are going to bring more uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But also there's a, lot of, there's a lot of factors behind Bitcoin, such as the upcoming halving, which is occurring in two months, that's really going to be bullish for it. So while we would never say to go all in and put all of your capital in there, essentially we're looking at that dollar cost averaging approach to get some exposure and ride it out for the long term. Thank you for joining us. Matthew Dibb is co-founder of Stack, recently launched local institutional-grade platform, Asia's first institutional-grade Bitcoin index fund. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.